0: Alright, we just got done reading Judges chapter 19, which is probably one of the more disturbing chapters in the Bible. And I know uh, when you read a chapter like this, it's you sometimes wonder why is there even a story like this in the Bible. But that's there for a very good reason. And one of the reasons was because uh, this particular event that took place, it was a very low point in Israel's history. They've come out of the Promised Land, they had a bunch of good years with Joshua when they were following the Lord, but there came a day when the people who knew Joshua and the elders that had outlived Joshua, they forgot the Lord and everybody just started doing that, which was right in their own eyes. And to a lot of people, that sounds good. You know, a lot of people think that's what freedom is, the right to do whatever you feel like doing. And that's the furthest thing from freedom because we have a depraved world with a lot of sick people in this world that want to do a lot of sick things. And we need law, we need order, we need, some, uh, we need protections, we need limitations. And so it, during this time in Israel, those things had all, all kind of gone away. And, just, and understand, this was not the only wickedness that had taken place, but this particular event, this great wickedness, it was something that was kind of used as a wake-up call to Israel so they could realize the point that they had gotten to, and, and look at verse 29, it says that when he was coming to his place, or uh, into his house, he took a knife. This is after his concubine is dead, and the, with the after the horrible death that she died, and it says and he laid hold on his concubine, divided her together with her bones into 12 pieces, and sent her into the, all the coast of Israel. And you read that, and it's like what a horrible, you know, horrific thing to do. And imagine what all the different tribes thought as they received. This package, and it's the part of a body of some woman. And you know, why did he do this? And obviously, the reason that he did it, it says and he, it was so that when all that saw it said there was no such deed done nor seen from the day that the children of Israel came up out of the land of Egypt unto this day. Consider of it, take advice, and speak your minds. And basically, what he was doing is he was, he did this, you know, disgusting thing as a way to get the attention of the people of Israel because they didn't need to ignore what had taken place. This sin that had been done, this group of vile men that wanted to rape men that were in his house, but instead took a concubine concubine and abused her all night until she died, this was not something that they should be turning a blind eye to. This was not something they should be ignoring as a people. And understand, thankfully, when Israel saw this, they realized, hey, this was bad. Something needs to be done. And if you go to the next chapter, um, they did. They came together and they wanted to deal with these sons of Belial that had done this thing as they should have as a nation. And then you have the tribe of Benjamin that tried protecting these people. You had people in Israel that were protecting just the most vile human filth imaginable. And, you know, and a uh, great battle took place. This was really this was a horrible time. In Israel's history and so understand the reason God put stories like this in there is it's showing Israel's history it's showing what happened when they didn't have uh judges doing right when they didn't have a king in Israel when everyone was doing that which was right in their own eyes but this was a wake-up call where there were some things that changed you know for the good after that although temporarily there were changes for the good and so um Another story that we see in the Bible, thats another one that's just like, why is this even in the Bible? Turn over to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. This is a very disturbing story. But again, these were public things that took place and they were wake-up calls for Israel during times when they were very wicked. And It says in verse 24, and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for 400 pieces of silver and a fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. You all think we have inflation going on right now. This was really bad inflation right here where they're giving great treasure to get dove's dung. That's how hungry people were during this time. That's how desperate that they were. And it says, And the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall. There cried a woman unto him, saying help my lord o king and he said if the lord do not help thee when shall i help thee out of the barn floor or out of the wine press you know obviously this was not an american politician or a democrat because they just said just give me more power and i'll raise taxes and we'll fix everything but you know you know and unfortunately our politicians they never say you know call on the lord i can't do anything it's always yes i can and they never get it done One of the reasons we're in the mess that we're in right now is because they tried helping us through a pandemic and look at where we're at right now. Y'all don't like those high gas prices. You know, that's what happens when they try to, you know, help us financially by sending us stimulus checks. That's how these things happen. So this king had a little more wisdom. At least he understood, I can't do anything about this, but understand what was going on during this time was again another low point. This is the northern kingdom in Samaria. They were very, very wicked. God is judging them. God is dealing with them. God is allowing enemies to come after them. They had bin or Putin messing everything up in their country, right? Uh, That that was pretty much what was going on. But the king said, said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, The woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. Two women make an agreement. We don't have any money. We can't buy an asshead. We can't buy dove's dung. You know what we'll do? We'll eat my child today and we'll eat yours tomorrow. This is horrible. And it says, and so this woman, she's going to the king, not so much because she's hungry, but because she wants justice in her mind because it says, so we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, give thy son that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. And it came to pass that the king heard the words of the woman and he rent his clothes and he passed by upon the wall and the people looked and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then he said, God do so more also to me if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. And so this king, he comes to a realization that we are in a mess. Women are eating their children. That's how bad things are in our country right now. This is a horrible story, and she is she's coming to him wanting justice because how dare that woman not boil her son and feed me her son? And folks, we haven't seen anything like this. We're we're not we're not near this in this country, but the folks, this is how bad things can get. And this king, when he when this happened, he rent his clothes. But unfortunately, he was so wicked, he gets mad at the man of God. He gets he ends up getting mad at Elisha, and understand that you know eventually. God ends up getting them out of this, but not before dealing with some of the wicked people that had caused all this. But again, what we're seeing here in the Bible are horrible stories. And when, when they would get to these low points in the Bible, we would often see that there was an awakening where people would start calling on the Lord, where people would start repenting. But sadly, it would take a nation coming to a low point for them to see their need for God. And... Now, unfortunately, though, whenever horrible things happen, people don't just automatically get up in arms and start making things right. You know, when we hear horrible stories, we've, we've become accustomed, we've learned how to just kind of distance ourselves from these things. You know, we tell ourselves these things aren't our problem. Whenever we're hearing about all the shootings that are going on in Chicago, we say, well, that's in Chicago. It's not like that here. We're in a safer community. And so, we kind of ignore it. But, you know, isn't it interesting how the closer things are to home, the more freaked out we get. You know, when you hear about something happening, you know, in the home of, you know, some drug home. But, you know, when you hear about horrible things happening in Christian homes, all of a sudden, many times that's what gets people to wake up, when it starts hitting home. And what we're seeing going on, I believe, in our country right now is wickedness is abounding so much. When you see the perversion, you know, it's not just in the cities in the, anymore. When you see the violence, it's not just in the cities anymore. We're seeing the freaks and the weirdos even around here today. You go to restaurants. They're there working behind the counters. You know, the wickedness. You, you, you read the papers. You read stories. It's not just in the cities anymore. It's in t- smaller towns like ours. And you know, I, I, I honestly believe that we kind of have a little bit of an awakening going on right now. And I really, I'm hearing more and more people, you know, I'll just be out in public and I'll hear people, I'll just, I'll hear people talking about just not only the economic situation, which I'm glad people are finally waking up saying, you know, something's really wrong. We shouldn't be paying as much as we are for gas. Prices shouldn't be going up the way it is. People are starting to, people are starting to get nailed where it counts in their wallet and a lot of people are starting to say, what's going on? You know what, I, I'm, I'm hearing more and more people out in public, lost people, saying, you know what, there's something wrong with what's going on with, these, with this drag queen stuff. Uh, I'm, people are getting freaked out. I'm seeing more and more things that are, are going viral where people are seeing what's going on in these parades, where people are seeing what's going on in front of children. And a, and a lot of people are starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, time out. We've, we've crossed the line here and you know, I'm just, I'll be the first one to admit it. You know, back, I I forgot what year it was when they legalized gay marriage. That was just kind of for me. I just kind of checked out during that time when it came to all things politics, I just kind of gave up. I thought when we've gotten so wicked as a nation where we will recognize something like that and you know, and you thought it couldn't get any worse, but folks, look how much worse it is. Right now, I mean, they're literally wanting us to, you know, taxpayer-funded sex changes for kids. You know, they're, I mean, it's it's literally legal still in some places for uh, minors to get abortions without even telling their parents about it. You know, the the amount of things that are happening right now, just the crazy stories that we're hearing, I think, you know, for a long time people have just been distancing themselves, but you know what? It's gotten so bad, it's just it's affecting everyone. You know, when it came to the homo crowd and things, you know, people are, you know, almost everybody's got one in their family now, it seems like. And people are starting, I believe, to wake up a little bit and say, wait, something's wrong. It's happening here. And I'm going to just tell you right now, when it comes to, you know, what happened this week with Roe versus Wade being overturned, you know, I never thought that would happen. I, I never believed for a second that would happen. I always loved it when the Republican candidates would say, I'm going to appoint judges, and they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade. I never believed it for a second. You know, I like hearing him say it. You know, there's things that, you know, you, you, you know we hear, you know, and that's typically who we vote for, right? The guy who just sells us the dream. But we all still know it's a dream. You know, we all know it's probably not going to happen. But you know what? I'm just going to admit it right now. You know, I don't consider myself the big Trump guy like a lot of people are today but you know what i did listen to a clip this week where he was promising to get in judges that would overturn roe versus wade and he got it done all right let's just give credit where credit's due and i i didn't hear that somebody was telling me about it but apparently he was asked about that how he felt about it and he gave glory to god now and here's the thing too i have no doubt in my mind that God was behind that. But here's my question. I'm scratching my head and I'm saying, why is God allowing anything good to happen in this country with all the wickedness that's going on? You know, and, and I'm, I don't pretend to have all the answers for everything, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just, what I want to talk about today is just kind of, I'm going with my gut here on what I think is going on. But I really do believe that in the last few years, since 2020, I believe our country has gotten a real good look into what our leaders actually want. And I think people are saying, we don't want this. You know, we, they, I think they pushed it too far when they locked us down. I think they pushed it too far when they told churches, you can't meet. And if you are going to meet, we're going to tell you how to do it. I think they pushed it too far when they told people, you've got to wear masks everywhere. I think they pushed, I think they pushed people too far. I think they pushed people too far when they started doing just giving out checks to everybody that they felt needed it. I think, I think they pushed it too far when they did, when they started just getting all this junk through. I think they pushed it too far and I don't want to get canceled on YouTube when some of the stuff went weird with the election like it did. And You know, what? I'm tired of acting like I'm supposed to pretend that everything was on the up and up there. I don't feel that way at all. Hey, I, I hear what people are saying. I hear what's going on. I see, I mean, I, I remember watching the news and listening to the Democrats act like they were just throwing the election away by even putting Biden out there. But you had 81 million votes. I don't know. Hey, you all can believe whichever you want to believe, okay? Some people believe in Santa Claus. But, you know, <laughs> e- either way, you know, I think I think they pushed it too far. And... You know, the, I think this month, I don't think it's a coincidence that Roe versus Wade gets overturned in the month of June when I'm seeing more and more people stand up and say, there is something wrong with this pride movement. There is something wrong with the things that they're pushing. And, it, and now people are talking about making it a holiday, which I think they should. And I, I think, you know, I think we should take the whole month and celebrate the overturning of Roe versus Wade and make this month of June life month. I say we steal it back from them. And here's a funny thing, too. The homosexual crowd should be the last people in the world that are even concerned about abortion becoming more difficult now. What do they have to worry about? But yet, they're the ones freaking out the most. Why is that? You know why? Because they're not about their little relationships that they're... Acting like they're all for, they're about promoting evil and wickedness and death. That's what they're all about. And the fact that the same crowd is so upset about something that does not affect them in any way, it just proves what they really are. And so I do. I, and folks, you know, maybe I'm I'm looking into these things a little too much, but I do. I just feel like that was God slapping them back. Because let me tell you too, when it comes to this that decision, you know, and I'm. You know, I'm not trying to talk politics and stuff. But you, you understand the way things went down with the judges, too. You know, when Obama was still in office, there was an opening that came. And they were like, no, we got to wait till it's the next president. And, you know, the, you know, the Republicans got their way. Trump got someone in. And then, right before Trump's leaving office, you know, there was another opening. And the Republicans still got their way. They didn't do the same thing. Do you realize, even though it was a 6-3 to three vote, If if, if the Democrats could have got one of their people in, just one, in in those situations, it would have gone the other way because John Roberts, he always just sides with the majority. And if it's a tie, he goes with whatever's not controversial. And he even made it clear, I don't even think he's really for it, but he went with the majority of the court. So it was actually closer than we realize on that vote. And I'm telling you, I think God was behind these things. I, I have no doubt that he was, because I, I don't give our politicians enough credit for it. You know, I do, I do think Trump was right when he gave God glory for uh, that happening. And I do. I look at that, and, I, and to me, you know, I, I've been telling myself for a long time, I think people are waking up. I think our country's waking up. I think people are seeing this liberal agenda for what it really is. I think people are seeing this pride movement for what it really is. And to me, God giving us a victory like this is huge. Folks, abortion right now is now illegal in many states. And let me tell you this, too. In Illinois, you know, our governor is up for re-election. And people act like, you know, guys like Darren Bailey, they haven't got a chance, too conservative. You know what? I think, I think God is behind this. I, and I think if, as in Illinois, if people will wake up I think if people in Illinois take a good eye, if, if they could be shown where we are really at and the wickedness that's going on in the state, maybe God could do something like that. You know, if we had a decent governor in here, can you imagine if we got rid of abortion in Illinois? But well, we've got our, our governor right now promising this is going to be a safe haven for abortions. And, and I'm telling you, I don't know, I'm just getting a little optimistic. I heard, uh, I heard uh, Justice Thomas, one of the things he said that, you know, we need to take another look. I forgot the names of the specific bills, but one of the bills was the one that legalized gay marriage. Folks, people don't realize when they, when those, the Supreme Court, they made gay marriage legal for all 50 states. They weren't supposed to be able to do that. A lot of states had laws against it, but they went and declared all those things illegal. That's the same thing that happened with Roe versus Wade. And so if they go off a precedent, which they're supposed to, those ones should be illegal too. And not only was it the same-sex marriage, but one of the bills he mentioned was one that made any sexual activity that was private between couples legal too. Can you imagine if we were able to have states where homosexuality was illegal? Now, folks, you say it's never going to happen. I never thought abortion would be illegal in any states. We're there. But let let me tell you why they've been doing things the way they're doing it for a long time because of the fact that if certain states are allowed to operate as they see fit, they are going to put states like Illinois and California and New York to shame, and everybody's going to see the reality of the liberal agenda, and and all the decent people are going to move from those states, and they're just going to leave the scumbags in the state, and it's going to fall apart. It will destroy itself. Those states will be destroyed. And let me tell you, uh, any place that is promoting homosexuality, abortion, needs to be destroyed. And don't get me wrong, our country has shed the blood of almost 70 million babies, and we will answer for it someday. We will, an- that we, we will answer for that. There is no doubt about it at all. But you know one thing we see throughout the Bible, and hopefully we'll have time to get into some scriptures on this here in a little bit, is when a generation repents, often it can be spared. It can be or, or stalled off. And you know what? I would love to see, because folks, we don't know that Jesus is coming back anytime soon. We hope he is. You know, know, we have an expectation, but what if we're here for another 100 years? Do we want to live in a Sodom and Gomorrah type country? And you know what? If, If we can get some states to start, you know, banning these things, making that kind of stuff illegal, we'll actually have some place we can escape to. Where before we didn't, before they were trying to take the whole country down But I'm I'm convinced that if certain states are allowed to start doing these things, even if our state doesn't completely do it, it will force them to moderate a little bit because they have to stay competitive to a certain extent. And that's why they're always pushing federal this, federal that. We should always be promoting states' rights. But I'm I'm telling you right now, I, I believe we are at a crucial moment right now where people are waking up. And I believe it is important for us as God's people to help wake this country up the title of the message is let's wake up america the bible says in isaiah 58 and verse 1 it says cry aloud spare not lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of jacob their shame and what one thing that god has always used whenever nations got to a wicked point God has always used men of God who will stand up and tell people. Unfortunately, people don't just come to the realization. Again, we, we turn a blind eye to these things. When that wickedness took place in Judges chapter 19, Israel wouldn't have known about it had that guy not said, you know what, we got to make sure everyone knows about it. And he went and he did something pretty gruesome, pretty grotesque. And he cut her up in pieces and sent her all over. What was he doing? He's sending a loud, strong, public message that wickedness is going on in Israel. And it needs to be dealt with. And you know what? If we just sit around and just try to ignore these things, we can do that. But folks, we're not supposed to do that. You know what we need to do? We need to show America her sins. We need to keep exposing this stuff. We need to keep talking about the wickedness that's going on and if wickedness is taking place in our local community you know what we, uh, we don't want to cover these things up we don't want to sweep it under the rug we don't want to hide it and act like it's not happening we need to call it out we need to talk about how wicked this is we need to show people hey this is what's going on you know and i i don't like seeing the filth that's going on with the sodomites and their parades and things but unfortunately a lot of people that are voting today don't realize what's going on in these things we do, and we do, we try to shield ourselves from it because we want to maintain our innocence and all that, but, and, and, and I'm for that, but at the same time, too, a lot of people need to realize what it's really like. You know, we need, we need to put those, things, those videos in the faces of some of our politicians, and we need to ask them, are, are you okay with this kind of stuff? Is this the kind of junk that you're going to support if we elect you? You know, just uh, last week, you know, uh, Darren Bailey was here in town uh, I was able to talk to him a little bit. And then uh, the, uh, the man who's running for uh, state Senate in our area. And, you know, one of, the, one of the things I asked him, I said, are you ever going to lock us down? You know, I, why am I doing that? I, I know he's not for that, but I, I want him to be. I want these guys to hear this kind of stuff. When they were doing the lockdown before, I was calling up all our local leaders, and, I, and I'm, I'm asking about these things. I'm letting them know, we are not for this. We are not okay with this stuff. But you know what? A lot of our politicians today, they think that America is okay with all the filth and the vile wickedness that's going on. You know why? Because nobody's saying anything about it. You know, and unfortunately, when it comes to you know, those who are more conservative politically, they're not very well organized, and they're really quiet. While unfortunately too the liberals, they're very well organized and they're very noisy. And then we've got a lot of spineless politicians out there who are just listening to the loudest voice. And you know what? I don't believe God's called us to you know sit on our easy chairs doing nothing. I think he wants us saying things. But you know, I I do want to just take a little bit of time, you know, talking to you, because these are things that we need to be shown. We need to show America her sins. And let me tell you something abortion is one of those things what what is going on even this week even though roe versus Wade has been overturned the response to it should be a wake-up call to this country did you know it was was 25 years ago i was reading an article it was bill clinton it was bill clinton that said and that kind of coined the term that abortion should be safe legal and rare now now why did he say that because of the fact that, you know, people they thought, well, you know, there's these exceptions. You know, what you know, what about this? What about that? And so the way they justified butchering babies is, you know, they came up with these rare scenarios that could possibly happen. And so, you know, I just think it needs to be legal, but you know, I to be rare, I don't want everybody killing their babies. But then it but so but that so that was kind of the attitude. That was a lot different than the attitude today, where it's like a constitutional right. And folks, if it's a constitutional right, why would you say it should be rare? Have you ever thought about that? If it's a constitutional right, there should be no limit on it. But folks, it's killing a life. It's it's stopping a heartbeat. But yet, today, you tell people it's going to be more difficult now for you to get an abortion, what are they doing? They're rioting in the streets. They're, I mean, folks, there's already been riots that are way worse than anything that happened on January 6th. But... You know, you know, that's okay. Got politicians out there literally encouraging it. You know what? That needs to be a wake up call. Look at the way these women are reacting to not being able to butcher their babies. This is, this should be a wake up call. Just like those body parts being delivered to Israel. It was a gruesome thing. It was disgusting. Nobody wanted to see it, but you know what? They needed to see it because they needed to get fired up because there were some sons of Belial walking the, their nation that needed to die. And they, and they did, they took, you know, they got up, they got up in arms took care of business, but it took a wake up call. And this needs to be a wake up call. The reaction these people are having, having, and so, uh, homosexuality is another thing. You know, I like I first Kings 15 verse nine, understand homosexuality never happens overnight. It, it's not, it's something that you slowly allow in. And during Israel's time here in first Kings chapter 15, we, there had been some time where there was wickedness going on. You had Solomon, who did not end well. You had his son, Abijah, who was a very wicked king. But then, thankfully, after you know, many years, you have Asa, who's a good king. And it says, in the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, reigned Asa over Judah. In 41 years, reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Miachah, the daughter of Abishalom. And Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did David, his father. So this is something David did, too. Because he he was did right like David his father, and what did he specifically do? He took away the Sodomites out of the land, and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. Now you know, folks, what we were originally told about the Sodomites is that we were to tolerate them. Tolerance is what we were told. Hey, you don't have to agree with their lifestyle, but you know what? You know you need to you need to leave them alone. We need to let it be legal. That was what we were originally told, Uh, and then, oh, you know, whatever two consenting adults do, you know, in the privacy of their own home, you know, that's, that's not my problem. That's what we were originally told to do, even though it's very clear in the Bible, sodomites shouldn't be in the land, but uh, we'll just tolerate them. But then that was enough. We were told they should be able to have civil unions. You know, obviously we can't call it marriage because we get it. That's between man and woman, but. You know, these are couples that love each other just like heterosexual people do. And they need to be allowed to make, you know, medical decisions, visit in the hospital. And, you know, they're not getting all the same rights that normal people are getting. So just civil unions. But then it's like, no, we want marriage just like everyone else. And, you know, and then adoption, that they should be able to adopt children. Now they're being told now. We're being told people can be whatever gender they pretend to be, and you're supposed to recognize it. You're a terrible person if you misgender somebody. <laughs> folks, this should be a wake-up call to our country. And now what we've got going on that has become so big, the drag shows and things where they are men are dressing up like demonic-looking freaks wanting to read books to kids. And it, folks, it doesn't even look innocent in any way, shape, or form. And normal people look and say, I don't know if I like a demonic looking man in a dress reading to our children. And people are being told, you're terrible if you have a problem with that. And you know what? A lot of Americans are waking up and saying, you know, I don't think it's good that a man dressed up as a female who has some female anatomy in the upper part of his body should be on Main Street twerking in front of a little child. But that's the stuff they're doing in these parades. And folks, it's getting out there. People are seeing it. And you know what people are doing? They're saying, this is too far. Folks, I think there's a chance of, I think we're seeing an awakening. I think if we can get some of our political leaders to pass some bills that will get challenged in the Supreme Court, where they'll look at some of these cases again, some of the sane states can start making some good laws. And making these things illegal. Banning this type of thing. Not supporting this type of perversion, this kind of thing can happen. But folks, we've got to show America what's going on. We've got to wake America up. We've got to point these things out. We've got to call it out. We've got to talk about it. These are not pleasant things. These are not things we want to hear about. We don't like being crude. We don't like talking about disgusting things. But these things are happening in our streets. They are happening in public schools. They are happening in libraries. And it is time for people to wake up. It's, it's just gone too far. Most of these parades that they have where vile things are taking place, the news media, they never show that. The news media, they never show those people. They don't show the nudity that goes on in a lot of these things. People exposing themselves. But thankfully, there are some people out there that are exposing some of these things. You know, a lot of the stuff that's been, I, been going on down in the Dallas area has been getting national attention. You know why? Because there's people down there that are filming these things, calling this stuff out, getting it out there publicly. And you know what? People are kind of freaked out by it, by that drag show they were having out there. I mean, just absolutely vile stuff. I said, I don't even like talking about it, but folks, you know what? I'm afraid some of you might be sitting out there thinking, oh, you know, it's not even that big of a problem. No, it's a big problem. It's a big problem, and it's something that we need to be up in arms about. It's something we ought to be upset about, and we ought to be calling on our leaders to do something about it. We ought to be getting them to make some of these things illegal. We need to start getting cops to enforce some laws that we have. I mean, letting these people do lewd acts in front of a minor, some of this stuff's illegal, but a lot of times cops are protecting these things. We can't be okay with that. You know, the problem is they're more scared of them than they are of us. And you know what? A government that fears the people, that's that's it. You know, that's when you have a good nation going on. The problem is they fear all the wrong people today. They fear the wicked instead of the righteous. And this is not good. But folks, these things should be wake up call. One of the reasons we have the abortion that is considered so needed today, it's because of all the immorality, the adultery, the fornication that is going on. Folks, that is a stain on a society. That's why there's so many abortions. That's why there's so many divorces today. This is why we do not have stable homes. This is why kids are growing up with so many mental issues today. They don't have any stability in their lives. They don't have any stability in their homes. They don't know how to have a committed relationship. They don't know how to work through any problems. And these things end up causing side effects that are a big problem. We've got more people that are all doped out on medications and things today. These are symptoms of a huge problem. And you know what? We need to start looking at this stuff and say, you know what? Something's going on. Something is very wrong here. We need to do something about it. The violence that is going on today. Why is it that we have so many mass shootings? Why is it that there are so many people that are just scummy enough that they will go into a school and shoot up children? They they go into churches sometimes, going into public places, going into a grocery store. Folks, I know these things are unpleasant, but they're happening more and more and we're supposed to be looking at these things and saying, something's wrong, we need to do something about this. We do not have a right to just sit by and do nothing and we don't have time to go through Judges chapter 20, but you go through Judges chapter 20, they did Israel, they came together, we've got to do something about this. And I'm telling you, we've got elected leaders that unfortunately most of them don't have a spine, but you know what? If they got pushed in the right way, they'd do the right thing. The problem is nobody's pushing them. Promise problem is nobody's saying anything, and I'm telling you, I think we need to wake this country up. I believe it's up to us to do it. I believe we need to make some noise. We need to start, we need to talk about the drunkenness, the drug abuse that is going on in this country. More and more people just, drunkenness is out of control. The drug use, just, it, it's considered normal today. I, I saw a commercial just yesterday showing a bunch of, you know, young hipster types Smoking pot on a public commercial, they're all smoking pot, and it was one of these, you know, PSAs warning you not to drive while high, and you know, and they're all high, and they all get in the car. Nobody, you know, there's one that's not, in the, you know, nobody gets in the driver's seat, but they were all so hip and so responsible. They all knew. Well, I guess we can't go camping in the woods like we wanted to. You know, we'll just camp in our front yard, and so they all just chilled in their front yard because they were all just so responsible. Listen potheads are not responsible people you get a bunch of potheads together like that someone's going to drive the car anyway and something's going to happen you know and and, but they you know they they're trying to do it in a feel-good way no how about we start showing potheads for what they really are how about we start showing what they actually contribute to society which is nothing why don't we, why don't, you know, it just the way they portray these things, it's like, and they wonder why we have so many problems in this country. They're not going to stop one pothead from driving by that commercial. You know, one of the, one of the best commercials I ever saw, it was, I, it was when I was younger, the, somebody put out this commercial and it was, it was like happy music. I, I don't remember the song, but it was talking about everybody doing it or something like, like it was, you know, it was like this, when you listen to the song, it was like, it was a cool thing. It was about doing drugs. But it was like showing people vomiting and convulsing and just, you know, having all these horrible things. And I remember seeing that. I younger I thought, I don't want to have anything to do with drugs. That's the kind of commercials they need to be having out there. But that's not what, that's not what they're doing. And let me tell you something. You know, when you, we go out soulening, we see things all the time. We see the results of drug use. I mean, I talk, talked to a guy just yesterday that was, I mean, it was, he was so messed up in the head. It was really weird. You know, you try to talk to him, you kind of hope they can understand what you're saying. I don't think this guy had hardly any idea what was going on. We see that kind of thing all the time. Folks, that needs to be, that kind of thing needs to be put out there. People need to see, this is what drugs does to you. This is what it will turn your life into. They need to see the homes of these people. I I watched a thing in the news just this morning about a home where a mom had put her three-year-old, she had a a blind three-year-old and they found him. In, he'd been decomposing in a freezer that didn't work. They're not sure how long. And you, you know, when you hear a story like that, you know, that's supposed to wake people up. That's supposed to cause a community to say, "What is wrong with our society?" But you know what? Nobody's doing that today, folks. No. When we hear about these school shootings, all the solution is always more government. It's, all, it's always more government and it's always more of the same junk that has caused all these problems. And what we need is God's people stand up and saying, no, this is what the problem is. Here's the problem, fatherless homes. Here's the problem, immorality. Here's the problem, the drugs, the perversion, the lack of discipline, the lack of God in everything. That is the problem. These are the things that we're supposed to be saying. But you know, all that kind of stuff's getting canceled. That kind of stuff, they, they don't want to hear that on the news. But let me tell you something. The news doesn't have as much power as we think it does. You know, unfortunately, because most of us, uh, you know, like you hear about the armchair quarterbacks, we're like armchair politicians. We just sit around on our couches and get mad about everything that we see. And we talk about stuff, you know, in the comfort of our home without actually getting out there and getting involved and seeing what's going on. And the thing that, uh, you know, we need to realize is that, you know, just you, you know, the the news media said they control the television world, but they don't control the thinking of everyone. But because your whole world is on your lazy boy watching the television, you think the whole world is wicked. You think the whole world is okay with abortion and homosexuality and things like that. Folks, there's a lot more people against it than you realize. It's unfortunately, we're all being too quiet and I get it. They're not going to put me on CNN. They're not going to put me on Fox News and let me speak the truth, but it doesn't have to stop me from be going around town and speaking the truth. They can't stop me from using whatever social media platform. I, mean, I guess they can't stop me from using whatever social media platform, but while I have it, I can say some stuff. You know, they, I, I can do, I can do that kind of thing and we've got to do that. And so, you know, all these things, are symptoms, the debt, that is going on in this country, the failing to fulfill financial commitments, folks, we're enslaving ourselves. And let me tell you, most of the result of the debt and the financial problems that people are going through today, it's not because of Putin, it's not even because of the gas prices, the inflation, most of it is because everybody wants instant gratification for everything. Everyone expects to have the greatest technology and luxuries immediately. Not, they don't want to work for it anymore. That's why we have the slavery we have today. But you know everything we're seeing going on in this country it's nothing more than symptoms of a nation that has forgotten God. And Psalms 9:17 says, "The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, the expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. And let me tell you, God warned us about every one of the things that we're seeing happen right now. Everything we have gotten is exactly what God said that we would get. And you know what? It's time for God's people to speak up. That's what we do to make a difference. We speak up. In, in Luke chapter 8, verse 38, I'm out of time uh, I'm not even going to hardly, wow, i got a lot of pages left, but <laughs> thought I was going quick, but listen, maniac of Gadara, remember him? He wanted to be a follower of Jesus. He wanted to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus told him no, but you know what? Jesus said to him, he said, return to thine own house, show how great things God had done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city, how great things Jesus had done to him. And if you read the stories at first, they ran Jesus off because they got scared But when Jesus came back, there was a multitude waiting for him. You know why? Because one guy, he went and told everybody what happened. You know what he did? He changed the minds of the people in that community. And let me tell you, we need to take the time to communicate with real people. Real face-to-face communication, that makes more of a difference than you realize. We first and foremost, we must always preach Jesus, but understanding... Preaching Jesus without showing people their sin, it doesn't really do anything. You know, the Bible says in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It goes on to say, for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The most positive verse in the Bible, it's surrounded by negative things. And people want to leave that out. No, you are condemned. You're condemned because of your sin. Your sin is going to send you to an eternal hell made for the, devils, the devil and his angels. But the Bible says this condemnation, And this is the condition. Light has come to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. Folks, we're supposed to be reproving people of their deeds. We're supposed to be talking about people's sins. And and, and not this nice, I know know you're a sin, but we're all sinners. It's like, like you can't even tell somebody you're a sin. You know, that they have sin without, I mean, it's like, I know homosexuality is wrong. But you know what? I have, I have problems too. You know? Listen. Just call it out. Okay? We, we, all right? we know you have sin too. But they've got to throw those disclaimers. You know? You're wicked. But I love you. You know? You, you have no idea how much I love you. If, if I say it in a sweeter voice, will it not offend you and make you mad? No. That's not how they did it in the Bible. John the Baptist just told Herod, it's not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. But I have sinned too. I got my own problems. That's not what he did. He he called it out. In in, in Romans 5.8, it says, But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That sounds really good. That sounds really comforting. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more being reconciled shall we be saved by His life. We've got to stop with this method of acting like we're apologizing for the Bible. What people need to have is a real proper reaction to these very serious messages. When the book of the law was read to Josiah when he had never heard it before, you know what he did? He rent his clothes and he said, man, we have transgressed the Lord and judgment is coming for us. It freaked them out. And folks, what we are what we are seeing happening economically in this country, what we are seeing morally taking place in this country is judgment from God. But I'm telling you right now, I believe if we will wake up, if we will, if, if, if we, if people will wake up and call on the Lord, God wants to give mercy. Well, there's a lot of saved people in this country. And there's a lot of people that are ready to be saved. God wants to be in the saving business. Listen, every every week or every month when we go to Chicago, we have weather problems. I I mean, we drove through pouring rain. But you know, what? whenever we go to go soul winning, it's never raining. And you know what we do? We get people saved. Why? God wants people to get saved. God wants people to get saved. And when he sees a determined group of people that are going out soul winning and they're going to go make an attempt either way, you know what? God gets involved he wants people to get saved and if god would see a country where there was a where there was a group of people that would get get up and say you know what we're sick of this wickedness we want to repent of this wickedness we want to see a change in this country you know what god might just move the hearts of some of our leaders i mean folks he just got rid of roe versus wade in many states it's now illegal to kill your baby and it's amazing that we even have to celebrate that you know that that's like a thing but folks that's that's good. We took a step in the right direction with the Democrat in office. Think about that. You know, why, you know, why do these things happen? I'll tell you why. Because it's about the Lord and we need, folks, we need to take advantage of this. It's time to wake people up. I, I, I believe good things can happen. I've got a lot more things I wanted to cover, a lot more scripture I wanted to go into. But I, I need to shut it down. But this, we, we need, we don't just need to preach personal repentance to Jesus Christ, even though we do, and we're never going to stop doing that. But we need we need to preach national repentance. We need to preach repentance for physical salvation because our country needs it. Because judgment's coming, we will answer for the blood of these millions of babies that have been butchered in this country. But you know what? I think our country in the last few years they've got a, they've got a good look at what they really want. You know, we have a government that can force us to close our businesses and make you stay in your home. A government that can force you to take an experimental vaccine. A government that can force churches or tell churches they're not essential and that they have to shut down while the liquor stores and the pot shops can stay open. That's what we have in this country. We have a government that can tell you your job isn't essential. that will take your money and pay other people to stay home and do nothing. You know, we have a a government that promotes and is cheering on perversion. We have a president who elects a dude that doesn't even know what gender he is to be a health secretary for a country. We've got a guy who wears a dress directing our country when it comes to health. It's like they're laughing in our faces and and just, not just spitting in our eye. But in the eyes of God and folks I, I think people are waking up, so I think a lot of people are sleeping then you know what wake them up you know, don't physically shake these people, but you know what figuratively, we need to shake some people. It says it's time to wake up. we need to force them to take a look at these things. You know what maybe you need to do to some of your family that thinks you're crazy because of how you feel about the sodomites? Maybe you should take them to one of these parades what you You see this filth going on? Do you want these people teaching your kids? Do you want them educating you in these things? Folks, I believe we need to be in prayer for our country and our state right now like never before. I believe our state is being presented with an opportunity to get rid of a horrible, horrible individual and to replace him with a very decent one. Not a perfect guy, but one way better than our state deserves. And I, I just, I believe... That if God's people would wake up, call on him, cry out for righteousness, strive for righteousness, promote righteousness. Folks, God wants righteousness to be done. God wants repentance to happen. And you know what? We need to get out of this 2020 mindset of just compliance and rolling over, which is what we saw. We need to get more of a 1776 mentality. No more 2020. 2020. More 1776 is is what we need, and I, I believe we have an opportunity. And you say, "Well, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a Debbie Downer, and I think it's all going bad. Look what's no. Listen, I get it, but and we could have went to more examples in the Bible. It, it's those low points. the The prodigal son, it was it wasn't when he went into the hog pen and was working with the hogs. It was when he was eating with them that he came to himself but you know what? He had a father that was gracious and accepted him back. And let me tell you, we've been in the hog pen in this country for a long time. And you know what? Now that we're kind of eating with the hogs, maybe our country will wake up and God, I believe wants to be merciful. I believe God wants to be merciful to this state. And let me tell you something right now and I promise I'm done. Any more good stuff happens in this country. If anything good happens in this state, There is no doubt who will get the glory for it. It will be God. Because we don't deserve it. But you know what? God has emphasized his mercy over and over and over again. And let's not underestimate his mercy. And let's see if maybe we can see a space of grace and some wonderful things happen in this country. So with that, let's pray, dear Lord. I pray this message was a help and encouragement. Lord, we thank you so much for... Uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned lord. I know we are a long way from where we need to be when it comes to the abortion issue, but we're just so encouraged to see uh, Such a big step in the right direction We're thankful that so many states are going to be able to do the right thing now And uh, not not this continued practice of shedding the blood of babies And so lord, I pray lord that um everything that's happening in this country It will be a wake-up call. I pray you'll use us to help wake people up And I pray we'll continue seeing good things, Lord. We don't deserve it, but we're asking you for mercy. Uh, Even though we don't deserve it, we're praying that uh, judgment will be spared, uh, that we can still see some better days uh, for us and for our children. And I pray you'll help us to uh, use this time where people are waking up to just uh, get the gospel to as many people as possible and to promote the righteousness of your word. In your name we pray. Amen.